You'd think that as a video game podcaster and comedian, my life is all fun and games. And honestly, you'd be right. About 90% of the time, it's, it's pretty sweet. But every morning, I deal with something very, very serious. My face. You don't become an Edmonton 6 overnight. It takes work. And in my case, it takes good facial hair. And fortunately, I have a great facial hair tag team partner in Harry's. Hit up harrys.com slash RTG for a $3 trial set and see what I'm talking about. Harry saw the tire fire that the shaving market had become and asked, how did it get like this? Crappy plastic razors, overpriced blades, all locked up like gold bars. And they said, no, we... We can fix this. And damn it, they did. Harry's ships premium quality razors right to your door. About once a month, I check my mail and there's that little box with everything I need to keep my kid presentable status. The blades stay sharp longer, which means an easier time getting my face in order in the morning. And the razors don't look like a dumb piece of plastic that a junior high schooler uses to take care of their peach fuzz. You have the facial hair of a man now. Shave like one. I actually leave my razor handle on the bathroom counter all the time just because it looks so damn classy. Harry's blades are German engineered and they're made to last. They're the best blades on the market for the best price and you don't even have to go out to get them. Set your delivery schedule and shave like a king. I know it sounds sarcastic, but I'm being serious. I've used Harry's forever. These blades are really freaking good. Highest reviews in the industry. A money back guarantee that you're not going to need and a subscription that you can cancel anytime you want. Getting ripped off isn't funny. Switch to Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just 3 bucks at harrys.com slash RTG. That's harrys.com slash RTG for a $3 trial set. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Remember the Game. It is my retro gaming podcast where every week a buddy of mine and I sit down and we geek out about the games we played back in the day. My name is Adam Blank. Thank you so much for listening to the show. And this week it is episode 233. And we're finally talking about a game that we have been getting requests for for fucking years now. Or I, I should probably say a pair of games that we've been getting requests for for some time now. And that is Left 4 Dead and Left 4 Dead 2. And admittedly, we're just we're kind of rolling them into one episode this week because I didn't play a ton of Left 4 Dead 2 back in the day. And then when I started replaying them to get ready for the episode, I realized they've kind of been combined. And it's just trying to separate Left 4 Dead 1 from Left 4 Dead 2 is almost like trying to separate two different colors of Play-Doh that have been mixed together. You know, it's, it's just enjoy your pile of gray-brown goo. Right? Anyway, Left 4 Dead. I love these fucking games. You know what? I'll be I'll be bold here. I'll go out on a limb and I'll say Left 4 Dead is better than Play-Doh. And I love Play-Doh, but Left 4 Dead is fucking Left 4 Dead. And I know that there's a sizable portion of our listener base that are just foaming at the mouth like the very zombies you mow down in Left 4 Dead for some more online shooter talk. And I'm just going to be honest with you and let you know, like, this... This might be it. You know, we talk about it on the show a little bit. I didn't play a lot of online anything back in the day. I'm still not a big online guy, and I really didn't play a lot of shooters. I'm terrible at them. I've never really played a Call of Duty. Uh, We're going to talk more Halo. We're going to talk Gears. 
but I just like the campaigns. That's all I know is campaigns. But there's there's just something about Left 4 Dead, and I don't know what it was when it came out. Maybe it was the zombies. It was the co-op aspect, the delightful pun. That is the four in the name. I just... I was drawn to Left 4 Dead on the 360 and I just played it and I played it and played it with strangers. Mostly my friends were pretty well just playing sports games back then. I didn't have anyone to play it with, but it was still just so much fun. And I fired it back up to get ready for this episode of the show very reluctantly on Steam because getting this game running on an Xbox these days is more complicated than pronouncing patrons names. Um, I actually don't even know if it still works on Xbox or not, but I bought it. I bought Left 4 Dead 2 on Steam for a dollar. Uh, and it turns out it was about the best dollar I've ever spent because everything Left 4 Dead 1 is rolled in there too. And I've been playing it online with some Patreons over the last couple of weeks to get ready for this episode. It holds up. It's still so much fun. Left 4 Dead is so fucking fun. I don't know why Back for Blood just didn't hit like Left 4 Dead did. I don't know. And Zoe is still the fucking shit. I love that girl. And I like Tyler, who's my buddy that comes on the show all the time, and he's back this week for a late night chat. We we recorded this episode about 1am. This might be the latest we've ever done an episode. Uh, about Left 4 Dead, Left 4 Dead 2, we talked about disgusting looking undead folks that puke all over the place, and what makes them so goddamn great. And we'll get there in just a minute because speaking of an undead looking guy that pukes all over the place and thinks he's so goddamn great it's time for another edition of the remember the game infamous intro And if you're new to the podcast, welcome aboard. Consider this your warning. Our intros are a little bit long, but they're fun. And they're not nearly as frustrating as fucking goddamn Francis is. Fucking Francis. Most useless character in Left 4 Dead. Ugh. Anyway, though, if you want to skip the intro, you just want Left 4 Dead talk, go about 30 minutes up the road. Just slide your thing up on your phone. Bada bing, bada boom. You'll be into the Left 4 Dead talk, all right? I have to do my plugs. It's how we keep the bills on around here. We have merch, hoodies, t-shirts, coffee mugs, posters, all rocking incredible art designed by my man Joe from 4545creative.com. You can find all of our merchandise at rememberthegamepodcast.com. If you're interested, it's a great way to support the show. And of course, if you don't like clothes, I get it. You can always just support us on Patreon. For just two bucks a month, you get two additional podcasts every single week. You get exclusive access to my gaming news show, Game Patch, every Friday, where I look at all the biggest news in modern video games. Games, and I added my opinions and stuff and expansion pass goes live every Thursday and that's a different podcast every week we do game rankings we look back at characters consoles there's some comedy episodes there's a ton of modern game reviews in there uh, this past week on expansion pass it's arguably our biggest episode of the year the third annual blankies it is our year-end game awards you all voted we handed out your awards I make my pick for game of the year and stuff like that there's some comedy segments in there and I even made a very special announcement about a fifth weekly podcast and as is becoming tradition here is a sneak peek of last week's episode of expansion pass the third annual blankies now it's time for my favorite part of the show and it's not talking to the audience it's the best indie game probably my favorite award as many of you know I have a bit of an indie game fetish, and unlike my other fetishes that got me banned from West Edmonton Mall, this one I'm encouraged to talk about publicly. In an era where AAA games are sacrificing creativity for flashy graphics and open worlds, 
Indie games are a reminder that video games don't have to be like movies. From the pixel art graphics to the off-the-wall inventive ideas to the cheaper price tags and the occasionally insane replay value, indie games have really solidified their place next to big AAA titles as a cornerstone of this hobby of ours. And jokes aside, I love indie games, and 2022 was a great year for indies. Let's find out who y'all consider to be the best of the best this year. Roll the reel. Your finalists for 2022 Indie Game of the Year are Tunic, Stray, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge, Nobody Saves the World, and Vampire Survivors. There's never any survivors with vampires. And the winner of 2022 Indie Game of the Year is... So that's now available in our archives. Thank you so much for all the kind. We got a lot of great reviews on this one. I made me feel very good. It, it was a pain in the ass to do, and I'm glad so many of you enjoyed it. Uh, so that's now available in our archives. This week, it's Expansion Pass 147. Our Patreons voted for the topic, and we're going to war. It's the Super Nintendo library against the original PlayStation library. We're going to compare them both and try to decide which is better. Spoiler alert, they're both fucking great. It's tough. Uh, so again, two bucks. Get you two additional shows every week. Instant access to about three. 300 archived commercial-free bonus podcasts and the ability to join our Discord, the chance to vote on our Patreon poll every month. It's running right now for the rest of January. The ability to submit comments to be read on all of our shows. You get DM with me and you get a shout-out and get to hear me mispronounce your name like I'm about to do to most of these people. A huge thank you to our newest patrons, Dylan, Tim Nail Quinton, Jovan Valentine, Shoeboxers, Haxim Smith, sorry, Mr. S- Mr. Mrs. Hax Haxim Smith, sorry, Smith. Uh, Mark Schultz, Jace Carroll, Papa Glids, Wildcard in all capitals, making it extra wild. Patrick McCall, Sid Fish Dev, Ryan White, oh my god, Trampoline, Trampoline. Tornado in three words. I like it. And Mason Cooper Games. Thank you all so much for the support. And welcome to Remember the Game Industries, patreon.com slash remember the game. Uh, and one last note on the just quickly on the topic of a fifth podcast. I don't always plug it here on Remember the Game, but if you didn't know, I actually host four weekly shows. You have Remember the Game you hear every week. Expansion Pass and Game Patch are available to all of our patrons. I do a show called The Rambling Idiot that goes live every Tuesday. That's available at our $5 patrons here, where I talk comedy and movies and life and sports and just whatever I feel like talking about. And beginning in March, we're going to be rolling out a fifth podcast. It's going to be a Simpsons podcast that'll be uh, available at that $5 tier as well. New episodes will go live every second Monday. It's going to be bi-weekly. It'll be episode reviews, rankings, all kinds of stuff. So there's a fucking smack load of value over there. Uh, up to five podcasts a week at our $5 level. So if you're interested, patreon.com slash remember the game. And finally, you can find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash remember the game. A lot of people have been coming by now, which is fucking really cool. I'm trying to get on there more uh, frequently. I'm playing through Doom 3 over there right now. So if you want to come by and watch me scream like a little girl, that's always fun. Uh, twitch.tv slash remember the game. All right. That's enough blowing myself. Let's blow in some cartridges by blowing. Uh, oh, wait. No. I was about to say by blowing some of you. Isn't that what I say most weeks? How am I fucking this up? Let's blow some of you by... Whatever. It's our opening segment here on the show. I read a few comments and questions from our patrons, usually gaming-related, but not always. And I attempt to call it blowing in the cartridge. He blows all right. He blows big time. That's it, honey. Get into the spirit. 
Let's blow our first blower this week is Terror of Rebirth. That's a fucking horrifying name. Who said, Adam, short time lurker, first time poster. Saying you lurk with a name like Terror of Rebirth doesn't do you any favors. That's I never want to... All due respect. Thank you for the support. Thank you for writing in. I don't know if I want to meet you. That... I'm a little creeped out. Anyways, Terror <laughs> terror of Rebirth said, First off, uh, if I make it on Remember the Game, happy early birthday to me. My birthday is on Thursday, so it would kind of make me giddy to get red. Now, I just want to say, before I get to Terror of Rebirth's comment or question, uh, that's the one. I don't want... We still have people that write in first time, long time, seventh time, short time. No more. If you write in, and I'm not dunking on Terror of Rebirth, but don't think now if you write in and be like, hey, it's my birthday, get me on the... Sh that, that was it. That was the one. That's not going to work for anybody else. Terror of Rebirth played the play. That card has been cast. I'll know that play's coming in advance. But anyway, happy birthday, Terror of Rebirth. Uh, continues. Second, how come you haven't or you don't really cover a lot of handheld titles? They have quite a few great games from Mario and Zelda to Golden Sun and Fire Emblem. I know you have a lot on your plate with what all you have going on. I was just hoping to see you maybe venture more into the hand handheld side as well. Thanks for making a podcast that is about nostalgia for the games. Uh, well, thank you for listening and supporting Terror of Rebirth. Uh, you know what? I get asked this quite a bit. When am I going to cover more handheld games? And the fact just remains, I didn't play a lot of them. Like the Game Boy, I think we've covered Link's Awakening, we've covered Tetris, we've covered Super Mario Land, we've covered Kirby's Dream Land, we've covered Super Mario Land 2, we've covered Pokemon Red and Blue. I mean, there's more Kirby, there's Mario Land 3. I don't think there's another Game Boy game that I've played enough to cover on the show. And as far as the Game Boy Advance, I think we've covered every... I Dude, half like Metroid Fusion, I played that for the first time to get ready for the show. Um, same with Pokemon Emerald or Gen 2, whatever, most of Pokemon's. Like, I, I, I barely touched the Game Boy Advance. So, trust me, I hear you, those of you that are asking for it. Um, The Legend of Zelda Minish Cap is going to be making an appearance on the show in the coming months. I'll give you that right now. I would love to get to Golden Sun and I would love to get to Fire Emblem. Uh, They're just, unfortunately, stuck in the backlog from hell right now. So, I just don't have a lot of experience with those handhelds. But I promise. I'm, I'm Dude, especially the GBA. I have yet to play a GBA game I don't like. So more episodes are coming. I just haven't played a lot of them. That's all it is. So there you go. Uh, thanks for writing in, Tara Rebooth. Rebirth. Rebooth. <laughs> Ghost of Johnny Drip Drip said, Adam, as a wrestling fan, what's your take on Vince McMahon returning to the WWE? I'm only going to be quick on this because I know not everyone listening to this is a wrestling fan, but I have been getting asked this a lot. Uh, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I don't think he should have been brought back. I know he kind of strong-armed his way in and no one could stop him, but... Uh, listen, all right, in the 90s and the 2000s, I loved WWE and I love Vince McMahon as much as the next person. The heel character, Mr. McMahon, is one of my favorite characters ever. Um, I love pro wrestling, but I just, it's not about how bad the WWE product is right now because I do think it's improved. It's the fact that he's back and I just don't support him or what he's done. And truth be told, I've canceled the network. I'm probably not going to watch the Royal Rumble this weekend. Um, I just don't have a lot of interest in WWE right now. I'm not impressed that Vince is back. So for those of you that have been wondering what I think about it, I hope he sells hopefully to somebody not totally evil. And I'm just going to leave it at that. And uh, hopefully I can get back into the product because I just, I don't really want to support them right now. So there, that's, that's where I feel on Vince McMahon. Uh, Michael Matthews say, Adam, quick one here. Can we bring back calling out your voice crack every episode? I don't feel like my voice has been cracking every episode. Has it? I, I listen, I'm all for calling out my voice cracks, but I feel like maybe at 39 years old, I finally finished puberty. I don't feel like my voice is cracking much anymore. Maybe I finally got good at this. <clears throat> I need to drink a water because I have a frog in my throat, but that's not a crack. That's a frog. There's a difference between frogs and crack. So yes, when my voice cracks, I will call it out. I just don't think it does it anymore uh, as much. <clears throat> Rambo dude said, Hey Adam, 
<clears throat> Excuse me. Fuck. Me. There you go. There, see, you fucked me over, Michael Matthews, you son of a bitch. Rambo dude said, hey, Adam, I got a two-parter for you. What do you think is the last overarching arching genre of... What is the last overarching genre of video game that has come out? Battle Royale type comes to mind for me. Also, when do you think a new genre will come into existence? Thanks for the awesome content, man. Keep kicking ass. Uh, I would probably agree. Yeah, battle... I was trying to think about... I've thought about that myself. There's a voice crack. Because uh, I get excited when like a new genre really takes off as well. Battle Royale probably is the latest genre to go completely mainstream. There's so many Battle Royale games now. Uh, when do I think the new genre is going to come into existence? I don't know. Because every time I feel like everything's been done, they come up with something new. Like, what's left? You know what I'm... Like, I think... I know this is going to sound like a stupid thing to say, but I feel like if somebody knew what the next big genre in gaming was, they would have already made it. Or they would have, like, trademarked it or something. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of just waiting to see what sticks against the wall. So I don't know. Well, I bet I guarantee I'll, I'll bet I'll bet money by the end of this generation, the PS5 series everything generation, uh, we know what the next big genre is. But I agree, battle royale has become fucking just battle royales are fucking huge. They're everywhere these days. Like <laughs> I feel like there's gonna be a podcast battle royale soon, which I'm gonna win by the way. Uh, Christopher Hart said, Adam, have you given The Last of Us show a spin yet? I'm a huge fan of the games. I believe you are as well. So far, I'm completely blown away and can't wait for more. All the prospect of this being true to the game stories really does it for me. Hashtag Team Abby. Uh, I have actually been watching them. For what it's worth, I'll probably do a full series review of The Last of Us on Expansion Pass once it's done. So I'm not going to spoil anything for you or anything right now. But yes, I'm two, we're two episodes in as of this recording. Episode 2 went on last night. I thought, because uh, I'm recording this on Monday. I thought Episode 2 was better than Episode 1. I'm excited for Episode 3. I think it has been spectacular. It has just been, if you're a Last of Us fan, it's a no-brainer. Watch this show. It has been superb. The only thing that sucks is having to wait a week for a new episode. It's fucking driving me crazy but i i've loved the last of us it's been outstanding uh adrian big johnson <laughs> i love that handle said hey man i was listening to the blankies episode and when i got to the part where your girlfriend was on it it made me wonder does she not like the podcast or just doesn't like being on a social platform it comes off like she wants nothing to do with it or maybe just has anxiety keep up the great work my friend yes so uh i guess i'll spoil it by letting everybody know my um i've been podcasting for about six years, I've been doing Remember the Game for about four and a half years, and my girlfriend, Shaylee, made her very first ever appearance on the show during the Blankies, uh, the Expansion Pass episode. It was like a two-second appearance. Well, it was more than two seconds. It was like a comedy skit, but she finally made her appearance. Uh, to answer your question as to why she doesn't come on the show more often, first, she's not a big gamer. All she really plays is... Uh, she's played like breath of the wild like 10 times she loves slay the spire and she's playing immortals phoenix rising right now all games i'm not going to review on the show uh she hasn't played like any retro games to come on uh part of it she's just not a big gamer and part of it it's not anxiety it's not that she doesn't like the show or the, the people or the platform uh she's just uh she's a much quieter more introverted person than i am you know, I'm the comedian who's got a podcast and says, everyone look at me. And she has a great job that she's super good at because she's smart and works hard. Uh, but she's very professional and uh, she's quiet and she just, she's not really on social media. She just likes to, one of those rare people that just has no real footprint online, which I respect in 2023. That's not an easy thing to do. So uh, for those of you that have asked, yeah, she just doesn't really have a lot of interest in being online. And I, I get it. I, Dude, I love... Listen, I love that you guys listen to this podcast. I love what I do for a living. But there are days where I don't want to be online. So I get why she doesn't. I understand. Um, and that's really all there is to it. She just... She likes to... She, she's the puppet master, man. She's just pulling the strings from behind the scenes. Uh, Patrick McCall 
said, hey, Adam, first time blower here. I discovered your podcast a few months ago because I work 10-hour shifts at a warehouse and I found my usual podcast was starting to get stale. I've always wanted to get into retro games, having played many, but never actually having to play more than about 15 minutes of one before putting it down, minus a few exceptions. I have to say, I love how honest you are about games and you don't just blow smoke up their ass because every game journalist ever claims it's one of the best games of all time. I've actually found myself starting to sit down and play games that you review and I have to say, I've been having a lot of fun. I was wondering if you've ever found a podcast or a person that made you give something that you've always wanted to do or experience an honest try where you failed before. Sorry if my letter's a bit long. I just wanted your opinion on this. Thanks, Adam. And keep on keeping on or whatever you Canadians say. We actually, we say keep on keeping on, but we have to end it with an A. So it's keep on keeping on, eh? That's how you'd say it here in Canada. Um, First of all, thank you for the kind words. And thank you, dude, you know what? Thank you for saying good for you on not blowing smoke up games ass. Because like, I take shit. Someone just left me a one-star podcast review because they were mad that I dunked on Ocarina of Tim. Like, I'm like, dude, are you seriously that mad that I don't like your favorite game? Fucking Jesus Christ. Fucking millennials. Anyway, uh, have I ever... So what was the question? Have I ever wanted to do or experience... Have I ever... Has somebody, a podcaster person, ever inspired me to, to try something where I failed before? Uh, I mean, I would say Jerry Seinfeld is the reason I got into stand-up. Um, he's not the reason I've stayed in stand up. Some of the comedians I've met and some of their incredible work ethic has what's made me stay in stand up. Um, but he's the reason I got into it. And I know he's a very controversial personality in the world of podcasting and in video games and everything. Uh, and so I don't want to get into an argument whether you like him or not like him. It's fine. But the, the kind of funny guys when they left IGN, that really inspired me to get out and try to do something like this on my own. And then when Colin Moriarty left kind of funny. Uh, I don't agree with everything Colin does. I'm actually, I used to be a Patreon of Colin's Last Stand. I'm not anymore because I just found I wasn't listening to the shows. I actually enjoy their Xbox podcast more than uh, Sacred Symbols. Uh, fuck, I can't stand Dustin or whatever the fuck that third kid is on Sacred Symbols. What a pompous little shit. But anyway, um, just both of those, both kind of funny and Colin on his own. Just that they whether I agree with what they do or not, I don't, I don't listen to anything kind of funny does. And I don't listen to anything Colin does anymore, but that they walked away from secure jobs to try to do this really inspired me to get started. And, uh, I would probably give them credit more than anybody else, uh, for getting me into, and then yeah, comedians. I just, I respect anyone with a hustle that hustles, you know, and comedians fucking hustle. So I hope that answers your question, Patrick. Thanks for listening, buddy. And, uh, be safe on that forklift, my friend. And finally, before we move on, it's letter time. It's letter time. Pressing X wrote in and said, Hey, Adam, deep question this week. Was there ever a point in the past after Remember the Game was up and running when you thought Remember the Game wasn't going to work out and you considered pulling the plug on it all and going back to employment? And how did you overcome this? It's a bit of a serious question for the podcast, but I'm sure all the hot dogs like me admire and look up to you after what you've done with Remember the Game and hearing about a little adversity after you started the pod because I know you've shared your story pre-Remember the Game and how you overcame it would be great to hear. So... I never thought about canceling or dropping Remember the Game after I started it, only because it was fun. Um, and, I mean, listen, if if tomorrow the advertisers went away and the Patreon died and nobody was giving me a dime for this, I, I probably wouldn't still do all the Patreon episodes, but I'd like to think I'd still keep doing Remember the Game because I just really, sincerely, genuinely enjoy doing this. That I make a living at it is just gravy. Um... I never expected to make a dime podcasting. I just love doing it. Was there ever a time I considered pulling the plug on it? No. But when I first launched the Patreon, uh, any of our old school listeners that were around back then will know, 
Uh, I was terrified of doing that. I really didn't want to. I was like, no one should pay to listen to my shit talk. Uh, that's why I offer so much value at that $2 level, the two extra shows a week, hundreds of bonus podcasts. I'm not, it's not a plug. It's just the reason I offer so much. Frankly, if I could go back in time, I would take some of the stuff I offer that $2 level and move it up to five bucks. Uh, cause I think I offer too much at the bottom level, but I was so scared that nobody would, that would pay for it or listen to it that I felt I had to offer all that, uh, to get people to, to give me a chance. That's probably as close as it was. And then when the pandemic hit comedy died, I was only making I don't know, three or $400 a month off the podcast. And that was my only income. And then the government, our Canadian government rolled out CERB, which was a payment plan basically for anyone that lost their job to the pandemic. And I wasn't eligible because of the four or 500 bucks a month I was making off the podcast. So I canceled the Patreon so that I was eligible to make money from the government to keep the, you know, the bills on, the, the bills on, as I say around here. Um, and then I was a little hesitant to launch the Patreon again. And now I look back and I'm like, fuck me. I'm glad I, Glad I took that leap. And then when we gave away the lanyards a couple years ago, we gave away lanyards to our first 200 patrons and I miss, uh, calculated the shipping costs and that ended up costing me out of pocket over $2,000 that I did not have. I had to put it on my credit card to ship out those, those lanyards. Um, I really fucked that up. Uh, but fortunately I got lucky and it stuck. So I, there was never really a time I thought about quitting, but there were several times and I still worry that someday I'm going to fuck this up and it's all going to go away. But, uh, there were definitely times or yeah, I was I was worried that I was doing something stupid or I was messing this up. Uh, I hope that answers your question. Pressing X, uh, but no, I just I just really sincerely love doing this. That I make a living at it is just um, gravy on the ice cream. I I just I just love I just love talking about video. I really sincerely just love talking about video games. So there you go. That's it. We got to move on. Thank you so much for all the submissions this week. Let's go. Let, we got to get moving here. We're running behind. Let's get into our smash hit segment. The official game show. Remember the game industries is play one, remake one, erase one. And a huge thank you to Classic Concentration from the NES for unknowingly providing us with the theme music. The rules are simple. Every week I give our listeners three retro video games. They can play one as it was released, remake one as a modern game, and the third is a race from time forever. And as always, there are no wrong answers, but there is a right one. We'll get to that in just a minute. This week I went with three zombie games from that Left 4 Dead era. We had Dead Rising, State of Decay, and Dead Island. And 32% of our patrons said they would play State of Decay, remake Dead Rising, and erase Dead Island, which is not what I would do. Let me see what a few of you had to say here. Then I'll tell you what the right answer was. Tripra wrote in and said, this was a tough one for me. I've played all three, but I'm not that keen on two of them. With that said, I'll play Dead Island. I never really gave it much of a chance last time I touched it. I'll remake Dead Rising as it's the game I had the most fun with. Nothing drastic. Just tweak the controls and have them much smoother instead of the original clunkiness. Maybe give it a touch up graphically. And then I'm going to erase State of Decay. I can see the appeal from a survival point of view, but I just couldn't get on with the micromanaging of all the different characters, so I never really enjoyed the time I spent playing. State of Decay seems to be the sticking point this week because some people are like, that is one of the greatest games of the generation and I love it. And some people are like, fuck that game. I never played it. You'll hear my opinion when I tell you my my play remake erase order. But uh State of Decay is a sticky point for people this week. Quite interesting. Brendan Lutmer wrote in and said, this was my first time playing and it was tough for sure. I would play State of Decay because I never played it before and it looks enjoyable. I'll remake Dead Rising because this game is just plain old fun. I genuinely love the gameplay and the story of this game and I would love a remake based on the fact that it has incredible replay value and I'd love to see what it could look like modern ver modernized. And unfortunately, I have to erase Dead Island. I did enjoy this game a lot when I was younger and who can forget the iconic track, Who Do You Voodoo? However, I recently tried replaying this game and it just didn't capture me like it did in my youth. Good lineup this week, Adam. Thank you. 
Thank you. So many people yell at me and call me a bastard. It's nice to just have someone say, good job. Thank you, Brandon Lutmere. Good job to you as well. Oh my God, Trambopoline, Trambopoline. Wrote in and said, first time player. This is literally my first day as a Patreon subscriber. Fucking story checks out. That's why you got in. Uh, I would play Dead Island as is because the game itself really holds up well to the current standards of gaming. Still looks gorgeous and plays well. I'll remake Dead Rising because compared to the other Dead Risings afterward, it just hasn't stood up well. And I'm going to erase State of Decay because no matter how much I've tried to sit down and play this game and put in the time and effort, I cannot do it. I know that's going to set some people off, but you're not the only one that feels that way about State of Decay. It seems so... The hairs are split in the world of State of Decay. It's interesting. Doralingus said, finally, one I can feel, or finally, one I feel I can comment on. I'll play State of Decay because it's easily the best of this bunch. Open world zombie-based management game. Charlie Sheen calls that winning. That's a fucking pull. Uh, Charlie Sheen, fuck me. Uh, remake Dead Rising. I think Charlie Sheen made my coffee at Starbucks today. It was weird. Remake Dead Rising. Damn fun game as is, but could use some quality of life and graphical improvements. Erase Dead Island. It gets kind of repetitive, and Dying Light is better anyway. Now, I've not played Dead Island either, but I fucking love Dead Dying Light. So if Dying Light's a better Dead Island, that's fascinating to me. Tornado said, I'm going to have to say replay Dead Rising uh, as it is because it's an all... all Replay Dead Rising as it is because all in all, it's a well-rounded game with a great experience and lots to do. Remake Dead Island. I thought it was a solid game when I played it, but the controls were just a little too wonky for me. Great concept, but the execution could have been better. Erase State of Decay because I've never played it before and thought the trailers and gameplay looked half decent. I feel you could get more enjoyment out of Dead Island or Dead Rising. See, it's so... I'll tell you, so the winner, right? The winner of the poll this week was play State of Decay, Remake Dead Rising, Erase Dead Island. The runner-up was play Dead Island, Remake Dead Rising, Erase State of Decay. It's fucking, it's really fascinating to me. This, I gotta almost play the State of Decay just to find out what all the hubbub is about. Cody Richardson said, Long-time Patreon, first time doing play one, remake one, erase one, as this is one of the few I've seen where I've got experience with all three games. I'll play Dead Rising. This series was really fun take on the traditional zombie experience with all sorts of wacky weapons and kill methods. Got a little stale at the end, but it was pretty ahead of its time as the original came from the initial Zoom zombie boom of the 2010s. I'll remake State of Decay. I love the concept and gameplay, but I feel, or it felt like one of the more realistic survivalist base-building zombie games out there where you were really working toward building something worth defending like in many traditional zombie post-apocalyptic narratives i do feel like the controls and gameplay were a bit clunky clunky and could do with a little retooling for a smoother experience and erase dead island it was fun but it feels trapped between behind both the fact that it was leaned on fuck me dude <sighs> dead island was fun but it feels trapped behind both the fact that it leaned on online co-op to get the full experience and the fact that it's very much a product of its time with awkward sluggish controls and plenty of glitches and bugs that range from minor to funny to sometimes game breaking it doesn't really hold up in my opinion and it's essentially already been remade or replaced by the dying light series which does everything it did but better fuck that's two digs on dead island saying it's that dying lights a better one i haven't played it okay um i personally Actually, I'm only agreeing with only 7% of you this week. Very few of you just had the same logic I did, but Tim Tiani did. Tim said, I've played none of these, so it's a box art week for me. Played at Island because that box art is bitching, and it looks like a cover for a lost Sam Raimi, Sam Raimi movie, Evil Dead Tropical Escape. Remake State of Decay because it hints of coolness in its name and art, but likely needs a modern revamp. And Erase Dead Rising, cover reeks of bad B-horror movie vibes, so it has to go. My logic has nothing to do with the box art, but I, do, I also kind of went in blind. Uh, I'm going to play Dead Island because it just looks fun. 
I don't know. I don't think about it. Maybe it sucks, but it looks fun. I'm going to remake State of Decay because it looks neat too. I'm not as convinced I'd like it as much as Dead Island. I sometimes get irritated with having to manage a team and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so I'll remake it for those of you that would like it remade. And then I'm going to erase Dead Rising because it's the only one I've played and it's fine, but I just don't really feel like I ever need to play it again. Does that make sense? I'm just done. I'm, it's fine. I've done it. I've been there. Anyway. Thank you so much to everybody that played this week. Uh, I'm going to tell you what I've been playing, and we're going to get a Left 4 Dead chat, and we're going to do all that in just a minute, because first, I'm going to stop for possibly a quick word from a sponsor. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Podcasting's a weird job, because I talk to you nerds all the time. Every day, I tell you all about my life, the good and the bad. The ugly... I kind of keep that offline. And it's not that I don't want to talk about it. I'd love to talk about it. I just need to pick and choose who I talk to. We all have stuff that just lives in our minds, rent-free, 24-7. Talking about them can really help because the longer you keep something bottled up, the more likely it is to blow. You've heard me say it before and you're going to keep hearing me say it, Therapy is the way. Therapists can be that ear to bend when you really need to get something off your chest and don't know who to talk to. And BetterHelp is a great way to go about it. I don't BS you guys. I don't say I've used something if I've never used it. I've personally talked to a BetterHelp therapist about the stuff going on in my personal life, and I genuinely found it helpful. To have someone to talk to that doesn't have any skin in the game, that can just listen and try to help me come up with a roadmap to get through the tough times... It's just invaluable. It has seriously really helped me. I've talked to my therapist through video and you can do it that way or you can do it over the phone or even just over chat and they give you as many schedule options as possible so you can work a session in around your life. It's licensed therapy as convenient as it gets. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash RememberTheGame today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash RememberTheGame. Thank you, sponsor, if you were there. And if you weren't there, then uh, welcome back to the show, everybody. What have I been playing over the last week? Primarily Marvel's Midnight Suns. I'm so hooked on this fucking game right now. It was really slow to get going, but once the ball gets going down the hill, it's fucking sick. Uh, I'm really enjoying it. Uh, in case you don't know, Expansion Pass in February is going to be a God of War Ragnarok review the first week, a Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core review the second week, and a Marvel Midnight Suns review the third week. So um, I got to get it done by the third week of February. Really enjoying it. I've also been playing Left 4 Dead to get ready for this episode. It's been awesome. I've been playing Doom 3 on Twitch to get ready for an episode about that. It's also been awesome. And then I'm on occasion dipping my toe into Red Dead Redemption 2. I, I'm not finding myself hooked, but I don't dislike it. It's just something I play on my Steam Deck when I just want to play something while I look at the TV. So, anyway, that's it. That's what I've been playing. Let's talk Left 4 Dead. That's why your kids are here. As always, I like to give you nerds a chance to sound off before my guests and I hog the microphone. Chris wrote in and said, this was one of the first games I played online with my mates when I bought my first flat apartment for those over the pond in US and Canada. Great memories playing this online until the wee hours in the mornings without a care in the world, but now I have to keep the bills on. You got read, Chris, partially for explaining to me what a flat was and partially because you dropped to keep the bills on. And I'm glad that that is caught on and I'm not the only one saying it now. That warms my heart. Uh, well done. Matthew Wilson said, I originally bought this on Xbox and my friends and I would play the first one like crazy. I remember when I found out you could load custom maps on PC. I once again bought it on Steam. I still have my physical copies for Steam. There were so many great maps that people made for the first one. I never really got into the second one only because I had grown so attached to the characters in the first. You're going to hear about that when we get into the show. I just, I like the characters from the first one better as well. Uh, excuse me, Matthew. I get that. I just like kind of hiccup burp too. It was a, a hip burp. I'd heard a little bit of my chest. Uh, Red Hood Todd 
Todd, there's a voice crack. Red Hood Todd said, left for fucking dead. Finally. Adam, this game holds a special place in my heart. I was not a horror fan, not big on shooters, but something about running around with dual pistols with unlimited ammo, shooting everything like a moron, scaring the witch and getting yelled at by my friends got me. Ah, memories. This game re reconnected me with a high school friend I had not seen in years and his wife, who was the same birthday as me. Sadly, she went down the drug path and couldn't turn away. We lost her shortly after that. When my friend remarried, I was asked to be in the wedding, and this game was a big reason for that friendship I have. Well, I'm sorry to hear that story, Red Hood Todd, but I'm glad that this game brought you guys together. That's awesome. This is a game that bonds people, no question. Jace Carroll said, Love both Left 4 Deads. The gameplay is so addictive. I'm a Call of Duty Zombies fanatic, but this game is special. But this is... What? But this is games. I'm a COD Zombies fanatic, but this game's especially... Oh, but these games, especially its multiplayer, are an amazing change of pace. Easy to learn, hard to master, is how I would put it. Uh, yeah, I'd go that far, because I've learned it, but I'm I'm dead weight. I'm far away from a master. I bring the team down. I'm the comic relief when my team is fighting for our lives. That's me. And uh, Sharonic has the final word. It says, sometime around 2008 to 11, there was a spot in Winnipeg called Spar Games. They had a couple dozen stations with 40-inch TVs, gaming chairs, and either a PS3 or Xbox 360. It was a cheap hangout, something like five bucks an hour. We'd start with Call of Duty deathmatches when we had a full group, but as people left, we'd usually switch up to either Gears of War or Left 4 Dead when we got to four people or less. Left 4 Dead with four people in the same room, each on their own TV, was definitely the best couch co-op experience you could imagine. Lots of memories of people yelling to be revived with some 10-year-old's birthday party on the other side of the room. Spar Games didn't make it. I think they closed after three or four years i think they could have made it longer if they charged more and got a liquor license but better online play with voice chat probably would have killed it eventually anyways no question it would have but five bucks an hour seems ridiculously cheap either way that said yeah left for everyone that's like i don't even play online shooters and i love playing left for dead with people everybody loves left for dead they're like the acclaimed and it's time for us to talk about it with my buddy tyler and i i'm gonna queue up some music and when it stops, we're going to look back at Left 4 Dead and the slightly less good but still awesome Left 4 Dead 2, uh, which originally released on November 17th, 2008 and November 17th, 2009. Enjoy the podcast, everybody. Let's go. Alright, so before we get into Left 4 Dead this week, which I know many of you are excited about, and like I like Tyler, people are fucking excited. As soon as I posted this, people were like, fuck yeah, Left 4 Dead, and this is gonna be fun. And my guest is Tyler, and I'm gonna ask him how it's doing and all that kind of stuff that we always do. This I want you to know, this is officially the latest we've ever recorded an episode of Remember the Game. And not not like the closest <laughs> to when it goes live, because We've done a couple where, like, I've snuck them in Tuesday at, like, 5 p.m., and they've gone live five hours later. I mean, the latest. As we're sitting down to start this recording, it is five minutes to 1 a.m., and I'm an old man who usually goes to bed at 10, 30, or 11 o'clock. So, Tyler, how are you, and what the fuck are you doing to me? I'm doing well, and, uh, you know, I'm working nights, so you're working nights. That's I guess how it so. Is. Yeah, I guess we're both <laughs> working nights. I know a lot of people listen to this show working nights, so if you're listening to this on a night shift, uh, we got you, fam. I got you. I'm yeah. fucking up, and I, I got you. I'm looking out my window right now. It's pitch blackout. Uh, this game is there's kind a of... ton. There's there's a ton of people from my work who also listen to the show, so they're oh. going to be like, fuck yeah. What's up, Tyler's work, whose company we won't say? 
Um, I actually don't think <laughs> yeah, I know the company as far as name, we go. but that's fine. That's good. I won't accidentally say it because I'm tired and I don't want to accidentally <laughs> say something stupid. Um, we're talking Left for Dead, and I gotta say, buddy, it kind of. I guess if ever there was a game where it made sense to talk about it at fucking one a.m. when it's dark outside, uh, it's probably. And, and like, and for the record, we're talking like the whole series. We're not. Don't worry about like if you cross over from Left 4 Dead One to Left 4 Dead Two or fucking whatever. Like to me, these games are the same as like the Tony Hawks and stuff. They kind of blend together. It's hard to remember what was what, especially because they've kind of just wrapped it all up in one package these days. So we're just doing the whole thing. Uh, I am. I am ill prepared. I have only played Left 4 Dead One. Uh, that's, no, I'm joking. Really? I'm joking. Oh, I was like, no, what I've the fuck? Holy I've, shit! I've, I've, I even what? What's the the most recent one that came out that was a uh sequel but not a sequel back they didn't have blood? like the life back for blood yeah, yeah i played a ton of that with my cousin too it was fun as hell yeah you know took what me back took me back it's funny because like i was okay so like most people that listen to this show already know this but in case you're new to the show like i don't play a lot of online shooters for those of you that have been clamoring and waiting for like a call of duty episode i hate to be that like it's probably never i've never played i don't think i've played two hours of call of duty in my life i'm not very good at shooters Every time I try to play, I ruin it for my team, and then everyone yells at me. And I, I've never, I just, it's probably never going to happen. But for whatever reason, Left 4 Dead, and we'll get into maybe why, but like these games just tickled my pickle, and I got really into them. And I was so stoked for Back for Blood when it came out. And I, I played it. I played it with the community quite a bit. We beat it. It was fine. But I got to tell you, man, like it's not that it's bad. I don't know what it is. It's just, it, it doesn't, it's, just it's the not game. the same. Yeah, well, and games have moved past that. Like, Left 4 Dead was, what, uh, 2008? It came out right around Gears of War 2. Like, it was at the peak of 360 gaming, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, you know, Back for Blood, it, it, games are past that format now. Like, I think it just you're right. didn't bring enough. It didn't bring enough of, like, what modern shooters have to the table. It tried to do what it already done. Maybe you can't you're do right. That. You can't go back. Yeah, maybe you're I, right. I, that's, that's my opinion, but I'm, like, I'm my main like the f fucking four games on my desktop right now are uh escape from tarkov which is the most grueling shooter battlefield one battlefield 2042 i'm sorry uh, anybody who's judging me on that i just i i love the battlefield game yeah, i thought people hated then, battlefield 2042 i'm i don't oh, know it it's terrible i i'm just an idiot <laughs> you're the I only one that's just you and a bunch of bots I'm, it's just tyler and a bunch of yeah bots that's pretty much it <laughs> i if there's a fucking grappling hook, I'm in, okay? They have a character <laughs> with a grappling hook. I just want to be Spider-Man, but, like, military. I got you. And then, like, Modern Warfare. That's the games I'm playing. And Cyberpunk, actually. I went back and I picked up Cyberpunk, and I'm enjoying the shit out of it. I like it. Uh... So cyber, like, shooters are my jam, and that's how what I felt for the, you know, the, the I don't know, uh, spiritual sequel of Left 4 Dead. Yeah, like, I... Is it, it just tried to go back to 2008. It didn't work. Maybe you're right, dude. Because, like, I'll tell you, man. Like, I remember when this game came out. And, again, this is coming from a guy that, like... Listen, the Gears of War... So many people have been asking me, when are you going to review Gears of War? And, actually, I just want you all to know, Tyler, who is on the mic right now, is going to be my guest. And I promise you, by the end of 2023, you'll got your Gears of War episode. I, it's coming. Yeah. I know it is. But, like... I've never... I can guarantee there will be hundreds of Coltrane callbacks. <laughs> I, yo, Coltrane's the legend. But, like, I've, I've never played, maybe once or twice have I ever played Gears of War online. Like, I, like and I love oh, Gears really? of War. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I just don't play online shooters. I don't play them. Yeah. And so when this game came out, I remember, like, seeing the advertising and stuff for it. And 
And maybe you're right. Maybe why Left 4 Dead was so spectacular and why Back 4 Blood just didn't hit the same was because, like, when Back 4 Blood dropped, it's like, it, it's like, it's been done. Whereas, like, yeah. I'm not saying there had never been a co-op zombie shooter prior to Left 4 Dead, but if there is, I don't know what it was. No, not I don't. in this I, sense, at I, least. No, I don't think so. I think, like, one of the things that, so, like, at the point of Left 4 Dead, like, uh, what co-op campaigns were there? Was like Gears of War. Gears, I think Gears of War Two came out right at the same time. Yeah, like there might there might have been like Resident Evil Five, maybe. Like, I don't think it was out yet, though. It might not have been. Like, I think that came out later. But it, I like, I think Gears of War and Left 4 Dead and Halo were like the co-op campaign games, and they all had drastically different styles. Like, and, you know, you have this epic adventure in Halo. Yeah. You have Gears of War, like the multiplayer was the pull, but the campaign was fun as hell to play. And it but it felt like Halo, like you were doing this epic adventure. Right. Left for Dead felt like you were playing a a fucking movie, a zombie movie. It eh. felt like you were and they and they promoted like that. Like you weren't doing a mission. You were doing I think they called them did they call them movies or something like that? It was called a it wasn't called a campaign. It had like uh they were like because uh, they had movie posters for yeah, each yeah they did like, they had campaign like you were awesome in. looking posters and shit yeah yeah i um yeah i think also too people need to remember like in 2008 2009 when the left for deads came out like i i think and I'll, you're more of a movie buff than me but i i think like I, generally i feel like society is kind of zombied out in 2023 like oh, zombies hugely. are still like, rad. Left, left for dead or not left for dead um uh walking dead i think killed it it just I went on too. forever and it's like and it's just like everything is zombies now and it's like when this game came out sure there had already been stuff with zombies in it but like zombies were still kind of cool and fresh and exciting in 2008 and then oh, to see this sure. game and to be like yeah so you and three of your friends jump into these zombie movies and shoot your way out of these zombie movies and it's not halo it's not gears you're not these fucking super mutant super powered master chief you know marcus phoenix you're just normal people surviving a zombie apocalypse and you have to like work together well, and heal I each mean, other and help each other up uh, and all these things i mean and... bill bill wasn't just a normal guy he's oh, a bearded I, vietnam vet he, i, I he was seen some shit i was gonna go to bat for zoe because zoe's my girl but <laughs> but like but all i'm saying is like it was like it was like I, it just seems you're right it just seemed like so different than anything that had ever come out and it the marketing and everything was so good that it got me a guy that didn't have any xbox i didn't know one to play it with like none of my friends were on xbox none of my friends were playing and i really wanted to play it and i and i i just got hooked i was just playing with strangers and just got totally yeah. hooked on it and it was so much fun and i've gone back and been playing it with members of the community over the last couple of weeks on Steam, reluctant. I'm using an Xbox controller before everybody's like mouse and keyboard. I'm using an Xbox controller, but I I bought and, it. And off I think Steam. I think it would be harder with the mouse and keyboard. I, I think the don't, dude, be careful I, because every time I go down this fucking, I'm still taking shit for the Half Life episode for dunking on mouse and keyboard. Go ahead. I'm just saying. I fucking. I man, I played Modern Warfare two and Modern Warfare one, like uh, Warzone, dudes with. Dudes with controllers slay. They they've mastered movement. Mouse and keyboard, yeah, you can snipe from a mile away, but pff, controllers where it's at. I yeah, and you look cool with a controller. There's no way to look yeah, cool hunched over a mouse and keyboard. You're fucking gross. <laughs> <laughs> there it is, and that's the comment that's gonna get me shit this time, right there. But uh, I just picture the dude from South Park during the war. That's Warcraft all I think episode. of too. Yeah, <laughs> the South Park. Guy. Uh, 
But there's a dude who used to cosplay as that guy, and I think he died recently. Aww. Super sad. Like it was the best cosplay ever. Like if I was at a, if I went to a convention or left my office, that's the guy I'd want to meet. Ah, uh, Rip South Park cosplay guy. That's fucking sick. Yeah, that, I um, think that was his title too. Was South Park cosplay guy. <laughs> I, I love that guy so much. But like, but no, it's true. Like I, so I've been playing it with the community again, and I'm like, we we were just playing it last night, and uh, and we beat a couple of, of campaigns or whatever, and like. Fuck, like it's so like back for blood i was so and i don't mean to make this episode about back for blood but it's hard not to compare them and like the cool thing about well, like, i think I, it's, it's 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 the spiritual sequel like i exactly. think it's in the and yeah. i and i was i was so like because i like the idea that like you can tweak your characters with cards and every character's got their own stat like their own abilities and shit like that but then i got back to left for dead where like outside of their voices and the way they look the characters all play the same there's no stats you just play yeah and it was like yeah. it was so much more fun to just pick a character and we were just in there like like every time fucking a goddamn like hunter would get on top of me i would just start screaming into the mic and be like help me help me and then like you know <laughs> finally and i don't think they helped me because they wanted me alive they helped me because they didn't want to listen to me bitch anymore but it was just like <laughs> it's just a very like they hold up like these games are 15 years old and they hold yeah. up and they're still just so much it's so they're, like they're they're basic enough that anyone like me that sucks at shooters and sucks at online can pick them up and learn how to play but anyone that wants to like get hardcore into it you could i'm sure there's people that play it on like the highest difficulty with their friends and fucking go to town and uh and then anywhere in between and it's just man like they're they're just i don't know what it is i don't know what it is about them that makes them so good it's, i guess i do they're good but do you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, they they're they're, like, they're great. Absolutely. I mean, you and it's not just one type of zombie. You've got, you know, you've got uh I think there's like four or five types. You got your tank, your smoker, your uh I don't know what the liquor guy was called with the long tongue. Oh, um, um yeah, I don't remember what they were called either. And then there was no there's the boomers that puke on you. I fucking hate them. Um, yeah, and then the witches. The oh, buddy. Okay, so we there's also like there's the chargers. Or the the jockeys, I mean, that like ride your back and like the hunters that pin you down. Like, there's lots of cool. Yeah, enemies. yeah, yeah. But the the witch, dude. When we were playing it over the like, I did an episode of Expansion Pass a couple of months ago where I ranked like the scariest enemies in gaming, and I can't remember if I put the witch at number one, but I put the witch pretty high up. And we fired these things up, and I haven't played these games in in almost fifteen years, and we're replaying it. And the first time I hear that fucking music. And you and you can hear the like the crying and that kind of piano like that fucking witch music. Yeah. I just like it. It just like I could feel my bowels loosening, and it was like just like the old days. And I was like, oh, for fuck's sakes, because they're just like I don't know what it is about the witch. I think the witch is one of the coolest enemies ever, ever. Oh yeah, With and so like the and the original like trailer for the first one was like them going through like your basic you know romero zombie survival scenario where they're like just you know whatever shooting their way through a horde right yeah and then i think they find a witch i'm like trying to remember this because i got i got so much hype from it when i watched it back in the day um they find a witch and like they think she's a survivor and then they start moving closer and then i think it's lewis comes in and he he shines a light on her and then it just all hell breaks it. So they're like, Oh no, that's not a survivor. That's yeah. a mutated zombie run. We're oh, fucked. Fuck. And that's the, and you know what else is dope? Like, so if you've never played left for dead by some chance, like, I mean, we'll get into more of the mechanic. Basically you're four survivors in a zombie apocalypse, but the, yeah. the witch is just this, it's like this special zombie where it looks like a skeleton 
girl witch thing. And it, and yeah, you're she's like, got like long claws. Like, yeah. uh, it looks like one of Wolverine's vi- uh, villains. Yeah, kind of. Like, yeah. just huge long claws, no and, face. Like, it's all, uh, yeah, it's, she's got an intense look. Uh, yeah. And unlike everybody else in the game that is running at you and trying to kill you and all the time, like, she'll just, she wants, just leave her. Like, she'll just sit there crying and you hear this creepy music and you can hear her, like, sobbing. And if you don't, go too close to her don't shoot her or don't hit her with your flashlight beam like like light her up she won't touch you and it's fine yeah and and i think i think in like nine out of ten times you can go there is a path around you don't have to fight her she's worth because they tally your points at the end right i is that in the first one or just the second one uh i think they tally your kills or something remember yeah oh it definitely tallies your kills and stuff yeah 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 but she's worth like you know not maybe not worth a lot of points but there's some like there's definitely some prestige to uh to taking out the witch oh no question they tally everything and at the end witch your name killed her <laughs> there's prestige on killing the witch but there's also the like you fucking dipshit when you're the one that sets her off in the first place <laughs> because like you all like it's clear as day you all hear her you all see her you're all talking to each other captain n if you're fucking listening to this and you're all like oh there's a witch over there everybody's <laughs> I was the- wondering if you were calling your cell phone <laughs> no not me i don't startle witches because i have a phobia of them so i stayed up i turn my flashlight off i crawl and i'm like if there's actual just regular zombies around i'm like let them take a bite out of my ass i'm not shooting around that fucking witch because i don't want to set it off but then once somebody sets it off you hear this like screech and then the the music gets different and that thing runs at you and that thing the witch will fuck you up like (laughs) fast and it's just i just think it's one of the like I mean, I love everything about this game. And I love the, I mean, I hate the fat boomers that puke the bile up on you because I hate that you can't see, but like, they're great. The jockeys are great. The hunters are great. This, you know, all the other enemies yeah. are great. None of them, in my opinion, can touch the witch. Like, I just think that's such a rad design that you came yeah, up absolutely. with like this super powerful enemy and just, and then, and then it was just like, it's on you. If you just leave her the fuck alone, you're fine. And it's so frustrating because sometimes it'll be one of the little things. Like, you'll shoot a car that has a car alarm on it and it'll, Set the alarm off. The alarm will startle the witch. Now here she comes. You know what I mean? Like, fuck. Oh, oh yeah. I'm smiling while I talk because I love this stupid <laughs> game so goddamn much. Um, well, and like, I love the boss fight at the end. Like, everything. Everything. Like, you go – so you're going through each each campaign, each, like, level. They're all independent little movie posters. So it's each campaign is its own little movie, and it plays like a movie. Like, you go through a series of trials. Um, I've – I vaguely remember that the AI in this game was something groundbreaking where like the game would actually gauge how you were doing. And if you got really stagnant and were just hanging out, it would send a horde of zombies to get you moving. It would be like, listen, motherfucker, you don't get the rest. Yeah. You're in an apocalypse, like time to go. And that's, so it wasn't like, it wasn't the same every time. Like I remember playing modern, like the original modern warfare where you're, you're storming like Normandy and I, my old man, I remember watching him play it. He had memorized where every fucking, german soldier was and it was like watching john wick rip through normandy beach <laughs> and then he played me in multiplayer and i destroyed him and he never played video games again i love it yeah no right 
But this game changes every time you play it. The zombie horde is never the same. Yeah. That's... Until the boss battle. Until the boss battle. And it was so hard. Like a lot of them. Like uh, there's one. I think it's No Mercy where you fight in the hospital. Dude, there's we just. That's the one we bank. finished. You you have to. Yeah, you get to the you get to the roof of the hospital. And you call oh, for a helicopter. The of time, and then you need to. The amount you, have of to time. Up, you have to stay up there and survive till the helicopter shows up to get you. And fuck me. Fuck me. Yes. Oh my god! And you fight a tank. You fight a tank while you're up there. The amount of times I got bitch tossed off that fucking rooftop, yeah. I can't even count. <laughs> I'm traumatized from that. It's so god much fun. damn it! No, I, that's where I wanted to go. Like to me, and we'll get into more of the other aspects of the game. But like to me, the the real brilliance of this game, like the secret sauce, is I, I think they call it the director in the game. And yeah, yeah, basically yeah, yeah. That's, it's, that's what the AI was, the yeah, director. That's yeah. right. It's like procedurally generated. And like, yeah, basically like, you know, you're going through the same levels every time, like the layout basic kind of, but like, mm-hmm. you don't know where the items are going to be. You don't know what weapons are going to show up. You don't know what zombies are going to show up. You don't know what special infected are going to show up. And, and, and again, to go back to back for blood, that was one of the big things about it that didn't click with me was I felt like it almost relied too much on the special infected. Like that's all it was. Like it was just like yeah. special after special after special. Whereas this game, like in my opinion, and, and and you're right, like the no mercy was the campaign we did um, that we had the most fun in as well, where you have to fight through that hospital and you start out on the bottom floors of the hospital. Then you get up to the higher floors where it's still being like constructed and you can kind of see through some of the frames and there's drywall and construction supplies everywhere and you fucking turn a corner and then there's just like a swarm of fucking zombies running at you with one or two special ones mixed in. And the special ones are frustrating, but they're not, they don't overtake the game. Like they're just there to, you know, you need no, to the save horde, one of your the partners. The horde from of zombies is what, what the big threat is. The, yeah. It's the horde, not the specials. Like uh, yeah. the specials just enhance the horde, right? Ex- exactly. And the specials are what force yeah. you to work together. Like a hunter gets on top of you and you need right, right. someone to knock the hunter off of you and stuff like that. But like you said to me like the real genius of this game the secret sauce is the director and the fact that like it would ruin so much of this game if you knew like okay up around this corner in the second door there's a hunter and a boomer waiting for you so just lure them out like you have like you you, there might be a hunter and a boomer in that room and then the next time you play through you go in that room and all that's in there is like a first aid kit and like a a grenade like or like a pipe bomb and and so that suspense never goes away, and it's and the, and it's so perfectly balanced. Like I never feel it's cheap. It always feels you're never bored, but it never gets repetitive at the same time. You yeah, know? absolutely. Just very, no, absolutely very one 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 hundred percent agree. And it and that's what takes the game from being like, oh, this is something I picked up and I played for, you know, whatever one playthrough, ten hours, to playing like you know hundreds of hours with yeah anybody who came over you know this is when i was in prime party you know kind of in my early 20s when this came out sure and uh you know you have people over for a party you got four xbox controllers throw down on the game dude that like that in 2023 you can still play this game that came out in 2008 and there's still an active player base and you can always find a game and people are still modding it and doing stuff like that i i'm sure there's other games that are like that but like this game, like even when we were playing it, we're like, this game holds up. It's still fun, but like it almost seems kind of primitive 
compared to modern games but it's like it doesn't you know like you go to like a really fancy burger place and you get like that $30 burger that looks it looks like a million bucks but then you eat it and you're like that was that was okay but then there's like that fucking place up the road that serves them for like seven bucks and it looks like shit but it is like the best tasting burger you've ever had like yeah and like, it's actually just caught co- it's just costco burgers anybody in the states i don't know if they yeah have costco there, but, but oh yeah that's exactly but it's just a costco burger and you're like i don't know what they're doing to it but it, man it's just a costco burger but it's so much better left for dead is a costco hamburger it is fucking yeah, incredible i was gonna compare it i was gonna compare it to uh the white stripes it's you know a two-person band it's boiled down to the basis of it but man the white stripes slap yeah you know what i mean yeah like it's totally. simple but it just works oh, it's simple so, and it works so good and it never even like that very first that very first level from the very first game where because i think when the games launched they didn't have a ton of campaigns and that was like the one camp complaint but then they kept dropping dlc 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 yeah and now they had tons. tons of dlc camo oh, i yeah. think they had what four four or five campaigns for the og i dude like, I, I think it was it. when we when we it was fought, like no mercy no mercy uh blood harvest that's the one where you're like running through the farm and shit and i can't remember the other two there was two other ones were part of the og yeah like left for dead there were four but i don't remember what they all were called called i i just remember those two like because i loved no mercy and then uh blood harvest i think was the the one i had like i just i I don't think i even beat it that's where you got to get on a boat in the end i think it feels like you're in the south or something yeah you're like a farmhouse or something like on on like the creek yeah and you're yeah you're trying to see a lot yeah so like when we when we fired it up we played no mercy and i couldn't believe how many there's like there's there must be like a dozen campaigns in it now because they've combined all the content from left for dead one and two and everything but like we fired it up and we were playing the no mercy campaign and that the very first level of that campaign you start out on the rooftop of the apartment and then you fight your way down through the apartment building and there's like the ripped up floors and shit and you're falling down and, uh, oh, yeah. God, Tyler, oh, yeah. it just, I was like, there's just something about this fucking game, man. It's just, it just feels so good. And it, and I want to get into some of the characters because I know they're all, they all play the same. They're just basically different skins and different voices, but some of them are fucking hilarious. And um, yeah. I want to get into them and I want to talk about some of our favorite campaigns and stuff like that. Uh, and we're going to do that all just do all of that in just a minute because I have to uh, pause for possibly a quick word from a sponsor. If you're hearing this, you're probably a gamer. And for our kind, nothing is as precious and valuable as our save files. Have you ever experienced the loss of a save file? It's soul crushing. Dozens, maybe hundreds of hours of work gone like that. But at the end of the day, it's a video game. It matters, but Kinda, you know? That exact scenario, but with a work project, an essay for school, data for your business, that's no joke. That can be really serious. You need a safety net. And I got you, fam, with my partners over at CrashPlan. Visit CrashPlan.com slash RTG for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. CrashPlan has been protecting people's data since 2001. And a couple years ago, they set out on their own with one mission, to provide the best damn cloud backup solution on the market crash plan runs quietly in the background of your computer or mac and every 15 minutes on the clock they create a new backup of every file that's changed in that time so if something goes wrong god forbid you don't lose hours lose days lose weeks of work just log into your account and you can download your most recent backup from the secure cloud servers and there's not just one backup there's a laundry list of them you can pick and choose which one you want it's like the ultimate undo button if 
you work on a computer in any capacity, CrashPlan is a must-have. And if you're thinking, ah, that's for big businesses, I'm just Joe Schmo. CrashPlan protects Joe Schmo. They offer a ton of plans and tiers. So there's a CrashPlan for everyone from small one-person businesses like me to you fancy businesses in offices with staff and free donuts and all that stuff. Time is money. Why wouldn't you protect your work? Spreadsheets, diagrams, videos, art, podcasts. CrashPlan has you covered. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash RTG for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash RTG for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Or maybe not. I don't know if we had a sponsor or not. But if we did, there's there, there, thank you very much, a potential sponsor. Uh, for sponsoring the show, so I wanted to, I wanted to talk about the characters because I'll be honest with you, like I know Left 4 Dead one better than Left 4 Dead two, and in Left 4 Dead one, you had you mentioned Bill, the old war vet, you had uh, yeah. Lewis, the like um, office worker guy, yeah, like, the, he was, like the blue uh, collar fucking or no, the white collar office. I always get blue and white collar mixed up. He's white collar, yeah. Yeah, he's white yeah. collar. He was working in. He was working at Dunder Mifflin, actually. Yeah, yeah, he totally looks like he worked <laughs> at Dunder Mifflin. There's like Francis, yeah. who's like the biker guy, and then there's yeah. Zoe, like the the girl. I the don't know. Was Sons of Anarchy out yet? Like, was that like a? Ja- I don't think Sons of Anarchy. No, was I don't yet. think it was yet. No. Man, um, I'm, man. I mix like, up a lot of the shit that's come out that's been like <laughs> pop culture phenoms. I'm like, oh, this all happened at once in the past. That's one time period not progressively through well, my life. It's like it's like I still think 10 years ago is like 1999. Yeah, love and it, me too. 1999 is 24 fucking years ago. Like Jesus Christ. It. 10 years ago was 2013. Fuck me. That's insane. Um, 10 was, years ago. I was 10... playing I was playing like terrible zombie games by then. I'd given up on good ones like yeah, this. Yeah. I was playing AZ. <laughs> Dude, if you if you said 10 years ago in 2013, it still wouldn't have been 1999. Like that's how far away it is. <laughs> Fuck me. But like, so those are the characters from the first one, and we'll, and like, and then, and that's the thing is like, I remember when Left 4 Dead Two came out, and I bought it, and I was stoked, and I liked it. It was fine, but like, there was the there was the the football coach. Uh, yeah, coach, and that was his name was Coach. Yeah, there was like the slick Rochelle. Li- yeah, she was the 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 uh, reporter. Yeah, there was the guy that looks like Saul Goodman. Uh, I don't think he was I, well, a lawyer. What, he was like a uh, like a gambler or something. Um, and I, then there what was, was the, his name. I can't remember his name. And then the kid was like with the cap, the ball. That cap. was Ellis. Uh, Ellis. Yeah, Ellis yeah. was like a like a like a mechanic. And then oh, Nick was the guy in the Nick. Nick. Seat. Nick. Yeah. 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 And like, and those four were fine. But I don't know about yourself. Maybe it's just because I played so much of the original Left 4 Dead. Like they just never clicked with me like the original foursome did. No, not not the same. Right, I, and I don't I liked, know why. I liked playing as Bill. I thought he was awesome. I thought that character was great. Zill was great. Lewis was great. Like the, all the characters from the first one just slapped. Like it was just a good dynamic. Second one wasn't bad. I like. I just wanted to be the other characters. Yeah, and yeah, and like the games came out really close to each other too. They came out on the same day in November, a year apart, like one year apart. Yeah, like yeah. Well, they... Which games don't? Which you don't get like. What fucking Modern Warfare came out like Warzone came out like four or five years ago. You don't get like year after year kind of sequels. Like no, they, well, they, they I, don't do that anymore. I think if if back if if Left 4 Dead came out today, uh, we wouldn't get Left 4 Dead two a year from now. Left 4 Dead two would all just be paid DLC. There's no yeah, way they would probably. just release a second game today. 
Um, well, like, cause they use the same engine. It's basically the same graphics yeah. like, other than changing, like adding, it's basically their big expansion. That's all they did. Yeah, exactly. They added like, I think the melee was way better in left for dead too. I am I saying that right? I well, always used to say melee. No, melee. I always said melee. I always find it weird. Yeah. I think melee, melee is the right way to say it, but I used to always say melee and then someone corrected me and I was like, well, melee. you say turret. Yeah. They, and then the person who corrected me used to say turret instead of turret. And if I'm saying it wrong, I'm an asshole because then he speaks English better than oh me. Oh my god, the melee attack Sorry, and the melee attacks in Ocarina of Tim are ridiculous. <laughs> just someone's head just fucking someone's head just fucking exploded about the melee attacks in Ocarina of Tim. Someone's head just popped. Um, well, so, fuck that guy. That's awesome. That's the name of my next ska band. I love it. <laughs> I don't play instruments or sing either. So you don't these have ska to. Bands are yeah, terrible. You, you don't have to. Um, yeah, I, I, I wanted to say a broken flute. <laughs> I wanted to say I like Bill too. <laughs> Zoe was. I don't know why. I always had a soft spot for Zoe. But like, yeah, you yeah. know what's so funny? Like, I can always when I and, and we heard it a billion times when we were playing Left 4 Dead to get ready for this episode. Like, I, you know the first. So the first soundbite I think of when I think of Left 4 Dead is the witch music and the crying. Mm-hmm. The second soundbite I hear is Bill yelling at Francis. I don't know why, but I can just hear like, God, yeah, yeah, God damn the, it, the damn yeah, it, from Francis. the trailer, right? I don't yeah. know. Yeah, maybe that's what it's from. I don't know why I can hear it, but like, because if any of them well, shoot each other, like they'll yell at each other, which I also find hilarious because they're in the middle of these massive swarms of like 3,000 zombies that are all trying to eat them and bullets are flying. But if you shoot one of the other teammates, you'll hear them be like, watch your aim, Zoe. And it's like, how the fuck do you know it was me? There's like 3 billion bullets flying around. But for some reason, Francis is just, I don't know why. I just have it in my head. They're all yelling at Francis. I, the poor guy. Well, and what's great too, like it. Uh, oh, I don't know where I was gonna go with that. I was gonna say something about Francis. Oh, it's his name. His name, like you know, you have this big burly biker dude, and his name is Francis. Like yeah. that's just such a weird juxtaposition. It's the it's like Deadpool. Uh, it's like the villain, the Deadpool villain. Right, but where's so, Francis? And then and then Lou, like Lewis. That's the perfect biker name. His name would be Lou. Lou the biker. That yeah. sounds like a biker name or a. Mafia guy. I don't know. Yeah, Francis uh, doesn't seem like a fucking biker. You're right. <laughs> who the fuck names their kid Francis? Anybody who's named Francis, I'm really sorry. Uh, you could go by Frank, though, homie. Yeah. You better be a biker, Francis. Um, Francis. <laughs> but no, I, I just like. I told you, Bill, call me Frank. I fuck like you, Francis. <laughs> <laughs> like, I like that they just take a little bit of time to have them talk. Like, there's no story. There's no real story. Like, I mean, the story is you're trying to get away. Uh, yeah, and that's fine. But like, I like that there's not a giant plot. I like that the characters don't get a ton of development. You don't have to listen to them learn to love each other or anything. They're just four no, people that totally were thrown together. Yeah, and I, I, I'm like, dude, I, I, I'm playing, I'm replaying Doom three right now to get ready for the show, and mm-hmm. and I like Doom three. But like, there's all the P. Have you ever played? Have you played Doom three? I'm sure you have. No, actually, like oh, the okay. entire Doom franchise past the first one, I've never played any of them. I'm oh, kind of saving dude. them for like, uh, you know, I got nothing going on and I'm going to, you know, do a deep dive into yeah. Doom and Wolfenstein. Doom. Those are two two franchises. Like I, I'm like a hardcore shooter guy and those are two franchises that I have on the shelf. I do that with music too. I save like classic artists for, uh, I'm going to get into, you know, whatever, I don't know, like uh, Neil Young and then something that maybe i should have gotten into years and years ago but i just save stuff for as i get older right 
Well, okay. Well, when you do finally play Doom, play Doom Eternal is like Doom Eternal is fucking. Oh god, Doom Eternal is sex. I love that game. But yeah, I've, um, I've definitely heard. Like I've been told, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm just saving a good thing. Yeah. Oh, hey, I get it. Listen, like fucking, not a week goes by that someone's not like, when are you gonna play Metal Gear Solid Three? And I'm like, I don't fucking know. Stop. I don't know. Uh, someday. But the point I was gonna you make see is that, that thing about the. Did you see the like current event for Metal Gear Solid? Sorry, big segue. I have ADHD. No, no, we're gonna sorry. segue into this. Um, do you see the thing that the U.S. soldiers are doing to trick AI? No, they're doing the Metal Gear Solid. Oh yeah, hide I did under see boxes that. They're hiding in boxes. Fooling AI. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I love it. It would fool me when too. video game mechanics work in real life. You're like, ah, we are in a simulation. Yeah, they're like, dude, every the job. The devs are laughing at us. Every job on this fucking planet is gonna be done by robots by the year 2030, except security, because everyone will just be walking <laughs> around in boxes, and the security won't know what's going on. So. Um, yeah, yeah. What was I gonna say? Uh, uh, oh, the point I was gonna make is Doom Three. You get these like, there's a ton of focus on these fucking little stupid, their PDAs and like their people's like little like pocket assistants with like, their emails and their voice request. And like, I I get it why it's there, but I'm like, I just want to shoot monsters. It's Doom. Like, shut up. And that's one yeah, of the many it's things. It's not I love. Bioshock. It's not System Shock because exactly. those are big mechanics in those. It's Doom. You're a freaking military guy in hell. Exactly. Just give her. And that's what I like about Left 4 Dead is that it like it doesn't bog you down. Like the cutscenes are like five seconds long, and they're basically just your characters getting out of whatever situation they're in or getting in. Because like most levels, all you have to do is you start out in a safe room and you have to fight your way to the end of, or to the next safe room. And then in the yeah, final yeah, level, yeah. like you said, there's like the one where you're at like that cabin by the water and you're waiting for the boat. There's the one where you're on the top of the hospital and you're waiting for the, the helicopter to show up. I can't remember if it's from Left 4 Dead 1 you... or 2. One of my favorite single levels, it, there's one where you're in like an amusement park and it's creepy as fuck. I, oh, and you're in like a... A, like a like a two i think i think you're right and you're in like an auditorium or like where there'd be like a concert at the amusement park and basically you have to be on you're in you're like on the stage and you have to like call for helpers i don't i'm trying to i'm, I'm stretched because i haven't played it in a while but you like call for help and then the zombies are just coming from fucking every over the grandstands and everything and you need to fight them off from this it's fucking like but that's it like i don't need a bunch of cutscenes. just let me go from safe room to safe room until the final showdown. And then the final showdown is calling for help and then holding on until it holds up. It shows up and it's perfect. Yeah, they and don't, you, and don't you always fight fluff. a tank. Yeah. And you always fight a tank in the final showdown. And it, what I was thinking about is the, um, at the end where it tracks, I don't think it did track how many witches you kill. It's how much damage you, your team did to the tank. So it was always like a big, big, like bravado thing. Like I did 1200 damage. Next person did 900. I killed the tank. Yeah. yeah. It was me. Uh, yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, and like, and that's where like, the, and like, and and I want to get a little bit into the competitive modes in a minute because I didn't play a lot of them, so I'm banking on you to see if you know anything about them because I don't. But um, when it comes to the co-op, like the other thing I really like is like I love that the characters are all at least they all have like funny voices or like they all say funny things sometimes and stuff like that, and that's great. Um, I like that you don't have to worry about your skill set because they all play the same. I like that there's not a lot of cutscenes, there's not a lot of story to follow. You're just fighting zombies, and that's all well and good. Um, to me, the other thing that's really the secret sauce in this game, one thing is the director and the way it reorganizes levels every time, but I love the focus on co-op. Like the fact, the simple fact is like you, you cannot win this game. Maybe on the super easy difficulties you can, or maybe if you're like super good at the game, you can, but by and large, like you cannot win this game without working together. 
Like you've got, cause like there's enemies that'll attack you where the only way to get out is to have one of your teammates kill them or get them off of you. You know, you'll get knocked down and you'll need one of your teammates to come over and pick you up. You'll fall off a ledge and be hanging yeah. on and need one of your teammates to pull you back over. Or you'll have a, or you'll have a fucking tank throw you off the top of a fucking hospital. Yes, exactly. And then you're just. <laughs> but I, I love that. I love that teamwork aspect. Like it's, and I think maybe that's part of the reason Left 4 Dead clicked with me when a lot of other games at this era. Like I never had any interest in playing a game where I was like by myself because I knew I wasn't good enough. But like a game like this, where I'm like, I'm just one of the team, and like I'll help you up, you help me up. You, I like that. Even the little things will pop up, being like you know uh adam protected tyler or like tyler yeah, saved yeah, yeah. adam you know like that i love that stuff man like there's such a great simple there's such a focus on teamwork but it's not complicated and i love it right. like i just I, right I, I love it like, maybe lots of games are like same. this and i just don't play other shooters but i love it no no there there aren't a lot of games like this like this this definitely i maybe i'm out to lunch like i don't play every game on the planet but I mean, there's yeah, some games that have Doom, kind for fuck's sake. Yeah, well, Sorry, you know, ahead. it's in the pipe. It's in the pipe. All I'm right. saving it. Hey, I'm, I, I'm aware of Doom. I know what it is. <laughs> I I um, feel your pain because I take that every week. So I get it. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, and but it, this is like a, I'm actively doing this on purpose. Like I'm right. I'm saving stuff for you know you'll run out of good stuff if you just play all the stuff that comes out, or you'll never get to fully enjoy the thing that comes out. You got to right. really. You know, you pick your battles, it. right? Yeah, savor it. Yeah. yeah, well, especially when you have a family, you get a little older, maybe you can't do everything you used to do, right? Right. Um, so uh, there's games like, uh, like I feel like uh, there's a really popular game called Hunt. Um, it's a first-person shooter on the uh, computer where it plays like this, but way slower. It's in a Western setting, but there's zombies. You have to, But instead of trying to escape, you're trying to get a bounty and then escape. Totally oh, okay. legit, similar kind of atmosphere, but it's like, Left 4 Dead feels like it's turned up to 11. Like the pace is just frantic, whereas Hunt is really slow, right? Um, I just I I think this is like the peak of my zombie gaming experience because I'm not big into Hunt. I play it with a few people if they're into it. I'd rather play a military shooter than this, right? Than Hunt and Left 4 Dead. I'd go back and play that in a heartbeat. Dude, so it's, good. It's so much fun to just hop in with three of your friends, and like, there's just. I like games where, like you can't like you can't even listen like we've all played a game where you're working together it's a co-op game and then you've you fucked over a buddy of yours somehow like just for a laugh you know what I mean but like in this game like you really can't because if you do you're going like once you get dude once you get shorthanded when we were trying to do that final mission on the roof of the hospital where we were trying to fight off the tank and stay away alive till the helicopter showed up, like once one of us went down, it just felt like we're fucked. Then the wheels went oh, off. Yeah. Like you have to be on top of each other. You're sharing pills. You're the never like those fucking smoker guys will hook you up with their stupid tongues or whatever and you'll be hanging and you'll need someone this to shoot them like to it. get you down. And it's I Oh, fuck Sounds me. like a 2003 rave. Sharing pills and those fucking Yeah, yeah exactly, guys. yeah. But, like, <laughs> it's just so... Oh, I just... I fucking love it. It's just so brilliantly... So brilliantly done. Oh, the one complaint... Well, and, the one... And, and even... Just before you get to your complaint, but, like, just building on the simplicity of it, there's not a ton of weapon variety either. Even, like, from one to two. Like, 
two has more weapons and more melee weapons, melee weapons. I'm gonna, I'm yeah, sticking melee. to my guy. We gotta say melee. Yeah. Melee. Yeah, melee. Miley. Um, but there's not a there's not a shit ton of guns. Like in the first one, there's the shotgun, there's an M4, an Uzi, and I think there's a rifle. And like, but that's pretty much it. And a pistol. There's like a 1911, right? You're not you're not sitting there with an arsenal that rivals like a fucking you know third world army. You're sitting there with like. That's it. You yeah. pick like, do you want the fast, the fast shooter, the long range shooter, the fucking scatter gun, or the pistol? And like, man, doing the pistol is the way to go. But and, well, and shout out to the infinite ammo pistol, like, yeah, because you could drop your pistol for a for a what are we saying melee? You could drop your pistol for a melee. Yeah, melee. For a melee, you could drop your pistol for a melee weapon, and maybe some people are good with the melees and they can melee their way out of everything. But I'm like, I'm I'm a horrible melee fighter. I need a pistol, and like, just yeah. give me that infinite, oh, infinite ammo pistol. And then you carry like your second weapon. I always go with some kind of automatic firing something because I'm not very good. So yeah, same. I I, I always loved having the uh, semi-automatic or like the shotgun or the uh, the assault rifle. Yeah. I was all about that. And then they had like a pipe bomb and a Maltov cocktail. I don't think there were grenades. There weren't any. No, grenades, you right? could get you could Just get a the... pipe. You could get a pipe bomb, which I love because you throw it in, it beeps and draws all the zombies away. Yeah, which gives you oh, time to heal that. or help each other up or something. It's a godsend. There's the Molotovs, yeah, yeah. or you could get the canisters of. It looks like the Ninja Turtle ooze, and it's like the bile, and you can throw it on. And then I think when it, if you throw it on like a big enemy, then all the other enemies like swarm him. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I'm all like, like the, I'm all. It was I'm like a pheromone or something like yeah. that to trick them. But I, I think it was semen. I think it was zombie semen. But I'm not 100. <laughs> but I was always a pipe bomb guy. Like throw that yeah. pipe Francis, bomb. Francis, where'd you get that zombie semen? Yeah, it's working. Yeah. <laughs> Francis, stop wasting this demon. No. Um, <laughs> and He's then drinking it. And, and, and oh no. It, and then you could get like you could get like a health kit, and then you could get like pills or uh, adrenaline or whatever. And um, yeah, I like. I agree. I, I like the simplicity of it too. And that's again. And some people are going to disagree with me, I think. But, like, I didn't – because I don't know anything about guns. Like, I don't know anything about guns. Anything. But, like, I, I, I never – I didn't really enjoy the way that, like, Back for Blood, you could, like, get all these different guns and then you could pick up all these different accessories and, like, equip them. And I'm like, I don't – like, I know some people are into customizing it and making them bigger and badder and more powerful and everything. But I'm like, I, I just – a shotgun is a shotgun. Like, I know what they do. Like just, I'm good with this. You know what I mean? Like, I, yeah. less is more. I don't need all this well, shit. Especially because, uh, you know, in a situation like that, like other than the biker and the war vet, nobody's gonna know how to fucking, you know, add a add a ACOG scope or something like that, and then sight it in in the middle of an apocalypse like that. That's hard to do. You have to learn how to do that. That's hard to do. You throw it like even you might have different rail systems. So like, you know, in that situation, you pick up a shotgun. Man, eh, you're gold. Man, That's I would. Mean. Just you saying that, like, I can't even express how dead weight I would be in a real life zombie apocalypse. <laughs> like, it is fucking. I was saying when we were playing Left 4 Dead the other night, I was like, I like to think if I was ever caught in a zombie apocalypse, I'd be the guy that dies, like, around the 40 minute mark of the movie. And it's like, he's just been making dumb jokes and been pretty useless the whole time. But now they're like, we need someone to stay back and seal the door. And I'm like, I'm already hurt, guys. I suck. Just go. I'll stay. <laughs> like, I feel like that would be me. I'm like, I have asthma. I have no depth perception. I'm a terrible shot. I'm eating way too much of our food. Just go. <laughs> like, just leave me here. But, like, uh, to, yeah. To like, be fair, 
that's but that's an honorable end. Like you're not yeah, the guy who I'm got bit and lied about it. I'm either because that's be... who I am. <laughs> <laughs> either that, or it's going to turn out that I was the I'm Wesker, and I've been like developing these zombies the whole fucking time. Um, but yo, yeah, I, I just like is a front. I like that the weapons are 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 basic, and that was going to be my one. And it's such a minor complaint, and maybe it's even by design. It probably is, but like I will say, and I found this when we were playing it. I forgot about this till we started replaying it for the episode. Like, man, some of the weapons reload very slow. And again, yeah. maybe that's by design, but it's just when you're on that fucking hospital roof and you everywhere you turn, there's just swarms and it looks like Black Friday and you can't move. And you're like, you're like, both my guns are empty. And so I need to reload. And in that like eight seconds, it takes Zoe to fucking reload her rifle. My health is gone. It's, it's fucking again. My, it's not even a complaint. It's just me basically complaining that I suck is what the complaint is, is that I'm not very good. Well, and I think it was to build uh, suspense. Like if it, you know, Has you're to. sitting there racking the shotgun, like, sure. shh, 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 and there's a horde running at you, you're crapping your pants. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Fuck, if you're fuck, fuck. if you're going all Black Widow and like emptying a clip, dropping the clip, slapping the second clip in, and like, you know, yeah, like that. You're no question. I'm just not very good, and it's oh my god. Or it's oh no, that's all. It just fuck it. And that's another reason I like the automatic guns because they can put like 50 bullets in. So I'm like, it takes me an extra couple of seconds to run out of ammo with this before I'm inevitably fucked. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to ask you, dude, because like I know some people are going to ask about it. And I and at this point, this is the 233rd episode of this show. I think most people expect that like I don't know fuck all about the multiplayer modes in most games because I haven't played a lot of them. But did you like, and I don't mean multi because I did play the campaigns in this one, but I, I didn't right. play a lot of the like four V four where you play as the zombies and stuff. Did you play a lot of those? Yeah. 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 I played it. It was, I think it was only in left for dead too. Right. I don't, I don't, I, I'm not sure. I, I, I can't remember sure. what it was in. Like, I, like I'm going off memory for these. Yeah. Um, I think it was in two. It might've been in one, but I did play them. And so like your four survivors still played the game normally. Like it was just like, that's what you do. You, you, you're surviving. It's the same in everyone. Like okay. it's like, as you, as when you're playing co-op, it's, it's the same thing. Um, you're, it's not like you're trying to like shoot, you know, Francis in the back or whatever. Right. Um, but the four other people are playing as the specialist zombies. And like, if they're not, they, they respawn. And I think the respawn timer was less. I can't remember, you know, someone, Someone who's played it recently will fact check that and right. call me out for having a shitty memory. I'm 38. Fuck off. Yeah, we're old. Yeah, uh, yeah. I have more gray hair than normal colored hair at this point. I'm turning into oh, buddy. Like, yeah, I'm disgusting. I look like yeah. a fucking rock. I, I was gonna say the George Clooney of Canada, but for whatever. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> He's um, had gray hair since he was 28. Oh uh, fuck, I'm there. But I'm sorry. So you were saying that, like, so you 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 play as like the infected. That I think that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, and so like playing as the the bloated guy who puked on him, like the sucked. But if you were the hunter or the smoker, oh man, or the tank, I'm pretty sure you could play as the tank. I have memories of throwing fucking giant rocks at people and bitch slapping them around. Loved it so good, and. If you could take like, and you're playing against the survivors, so like, if you're the you go to jump on someone, the other ones will turn on you and blast you. So you had to be really tactical about like, oh, this dude broke off from the pack to get him. Loved it, like it was so good. Since then, I like I think that game mode inspired a genre of games. I don't know if there's more than maybe not a genre, but like 
there's a game called Evolve yeah. where you one person plays as this giant monster and then the other four people try to fight the monster. And it felt very much like the Left 4 Dead co-op or Left 4 Dead like versus mode. Right. Like Man. it just has that feel because you're still trying to do the campaign, but there's this whole other matrix where it's like, oh, the special zombies might be a human player and they might be thinking a little bit harder than the director. That sounds so much Or fun. they might suck worse. What a fucking, what a great fucking pair of games, man. Like I, so I, I, I usually have the Wikipedia page up while we're recording just in case I need to check a date or whatever. And if you've never looked at this, I, I, I encourage most of you to look because it's obviously not official. It's all very subjective to the nerds that edit Wikipedia pages. But Left 4 Dead is listed as like, it's one of the it's one of the games on Wikipedia where somewhere on its page it says it's considered by many to be one of the greatest video games of all time. And then you can click it and see a list of games that are considered the greatest of all time, according to who, I don't know. But I don't I I don't think it's insane to say <laughs> what I just I had to do it. I had to log on to Wikipedia and oh. see. And the number one game just made me giggle. Oh, like there, there's some there's point. some obvious games on there, and there's some where you're like, okay. But when it comes I think to the list dead, is by year, that's why it's not. Uh, oh yeah, it's, I thought it's, the, it's, I thought that I just realized I thought the number one game they were saying was Oregon Trail. I was no, gonna no, be like, no. fuck <laughs> off. No, 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 no. It's in release order, but. Yeah. I, I will say that like, well, there's a few games on that list that I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't think I don't. And I don't think it's wild to put this game on, on the, put these games on, on that list. Like these are two, dude, I think you and I had this exact same discussion when we did half-life uh, a few months ago, but like, man, prior to just being the company that owns steam and prints money, like yeah. valve was fire. And it's like, these two games, man, are just, I don't know what it is and, about them. They're just very special. And then it games. lives up to the Valve curse. They can't have a third release. I know. Like, I know. Because <laughs> there and, was a third one in production, and then it they dropped it. And that's what I wanted Back for Blood to be. And Black for, Back for Blood was fine, but it just, something, it's like McDonald's changed the sauce on the Big Mac. Like, that was what Back for Blood felt like. It was like, I know this is Left for Dead, but it just feels a little different. So and and like I love this. So on the Left 4 Dead list, they have uh, oh no, it's Gears of War Two is on there. I was gonna be like, oh man, Left 4 Dead is on one of the best games of the year, but then Gears of War wasn't on there. But no. Gears of War Two is on there. I was just reading the wrong year. Just a very just too like I don't know, man. Just I, I'm telling all of you, if you're listening to this and you grew up loving Left 4 Dead or you played it back in the day, and it, I hate this, I fucking it 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 burns me to my core to say this. But if you've got either a Steam Deck or a PC, like I bought them off Steam for a buck. You buy Left 4 Dead 2, right. Left 4 Dead 1 is everything is included. And I've been playing it with members of the community for the last couple of weeks to get ready for this. And I'm like, this is maybe the best dollar I've ever spent on a video game. Like I'll well, keep playing it now. It's so much fun. They're so fun. I Man, it's fire. And it's 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 a lot like a lot of like the retro games that we go back and play. It's uh like even uh Castle Crashers, it's therapy. Like it it plays like Castle Crashers, yeah. where it's just um, you know, you had a hard day at work, you come home, you plop down. They're not like some of the games I play are such a high skill set that I don't have time to dedicate to them anymore, and they change so much. Like Escape from Tarkov is one that I've been playing since twenty sixteen. It's 
fucking grueling. Like it's like stabbing yourself in the leg repeatedly. It is so hard and you have to dedicate a hell of a lot of time to know everything because it's it's also like not a high skill set game it's a high knowledge base game right games like left for dead you pick it up you start playing it you're having a good time yeah you're doing and, and well that's not to say that like it's not hard like it can be hard but there's not a ton yeah. of layers of strategy it's just work together shoot everything that moves and get out like it's yeah you're not sitting there having to read a manual beforehand or watch like 10 10 000 hours of streamers playing it to figure out how to escape the level or you know you can just pick it up and play and have a genuinely good time yeah man i gotta be honest with you bro like i'm sitting here right now thinking about it i'm like between half-life and half-life 2 and left for dead and left for dead 2 and now that i've played portal i've not yet played portal 2 but i'm sure it's fine oh um, it's good no it's a good it's a good sequel but it feels like a continued like a lot of their games that's the thing about valve is a lot of their games feel like continuations of the previous one can, they don't reinvent yeah. the wheel they just build on it but like i will say that like there's some friend like i'm so the, the there's billions of examples the one that comes to mind for me because it burns my ass so much um is jack and daxter and then jack 2 jack and daxter is like a great fun 3d platformer jack 2 is like fucking gta platformer or something and it's like, listen, I have no problem with a company trying to stretch their creative muscles a little bit and think outside of the box and try something different. But I'm like, if it's not broken, you don't have to fix it. And I think Valve is a great example of that. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Like, I I like that Left 4 Dead 2 didn't overcomplicate what Left 4 Dead did. Like, I'm glad yeah. it's just more of this. I just leave it. Like, it's fun. I just, I'm just, I'm so... I think it's a testament to how good these games are that I hate playing online shooters most of the generally. And I fucking mm -hmm. love these games. I'm like, I'll never get tired of playing these games. And now that we've been playing them, I'm like, dude, I got to keep playing this. Like I'm going to keep playing these cause they're so goddamn fun. Yeah. Well, um, and like the, like, like, like we were saying earlier, like the director makes it so it's fresh every time. Exactly. Like you're not, you're not bored playing it. Like, no. I, and you always, man, I, like I like I said, I compared it to Castle Crashers. I feel it's very similar to that, where it sure. does feel like, you know, uh, comfort food. Yeah, totally. You're always getting new layouts, new enemies, and you always have Francis to fucking yell at. So, fucking Francis. Damn it, Francis. <laughs> I can hear it in my head. Anyway. <laughs> um, are we good? I think we're good. Yeah. All right. We got to score this thing. I, scoring it out of four is too easy. So, let's go. Because it's, it's a four out of four. Out well, of four, out of four. Yeah, like let's just there's not enough flexibility, so let's go out of mm -hmm. eight because there's eight total survivors. Okay, so we, we're taking all 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 eight both both game survivors. So um, we're creeping up on two a.m. All right, if I sound tired, I am fucking tired. But this still is still on. I I I'll be honest. When you said we were gonna record this at like fucking one a.m. or midnight or whatever, I was like, <laughs> oh man, I'm old. I don't want to still be up. But then once we got talking, I was like, dude, this hour has just flown by because I love this fucking game. So if, yeah. we're, if we're scoring it out of eight, Tyler, I'll shut up. The ball is the ball is on your face. What would you score this game? Why is the ball on my face? Seven <laughs> out of eight. Fuck you, Francis. <laughs> Fuck you, Francis. <laughs> yeah, Francis costed a point. Yeah. Is that that's that's your just seven out of eight? That's it. That's your logic. Yeah, I think yeah. seven out of eight. I like I I don't have a lot of negative things to say. Uh, I think it was. Uh, Sorry, I got it. I just got a text from my wife. She's no. like, "Shut up." <laughs> oh, I'm waiting for. I can't believe Shaylee hasn't said that to me yet. <laughs> I think seven out of eight. I like. I don't want to give it a perfect score, but I, I I'm on the cusp of saying eight out of eight. Yeah. I, I think they were great games in my memory. They 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 slap. Like I they're 
there's not a lot that I could say that was negative. Like the negative thing is getting tossed off the roof by the tank. And man, honestly, that was awesome. Like I loved it. It was challenging and it pissed me off. Yeah. No, I, I, yeah. So I'm waffling. I'm like 7.5 out of eight. Fuck you, Francis. You're a half point off. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going seven only because like, so there's been the occasional game where I've waived the Mario tax and given it the perfect score. And like, I have to, I really, I don't want to get into the habit of giving every game. I like the perfect score there. There's cause if I, cause if that's the case, then I have to go back through 230 episodes and probably find a dozen games that should have been perfect scored and got digged because of the Mario tax. So I'm yeah, going to get, yeah. I'm going to go back to my Mario tax, but that's it. Like there's nothing wrong with these. I just, it's no. Mario tax. Cause fuck Francis. That's it. Yeah. So. I like the music was great. Not as good as other games. That's kind of like the points off. It's like, ah, they could have done more atmosphere sure. things with music, but it was good. You yeah. know, like there's it's not fun. nothing negative to say. It's just solid. It's so fun. It's totally solid. Dude, we've been, so like I said, we've been playing it. So I'll talk to you about it off air, but you got to get in. We should play some, we should play some fucking Left 4 Dead together. That'd be fun. I'm in. Um, I'm using a mouse and keyboard. Oh, you fucking <laughs> the worst. Um, all right, buddy. Listen, it's almost 2 a.m. Your wife's telling you to shut up. My wife, hasn't told me to shut up but i'm assuming uh she's gonna put a cigarette out on me uh once this is done no not the sexy people some people yeah i was gonna say some people have to pay for that yeah neither of us even smoke she just keeps a pack in the bedroom for when i won't (laughs) shut up so uh uh, so i'm gonna go don't talk adam (laughs) (laughs) so i'm gonna go to you with that but uh buddy thank you so much for doing this as always and uh yeah we'll do another episode you know what i bet you I don't want to say it for sure, but I, I think there's a half decent chance the next time you and I talk, uh, Marcus Phoenix is a big part of the discussion. Oh, just to put I'm it out so there. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Awesome, buddy. Thanks for doing this, man. Yeah, anytime. that's going to do it for this week's episode. Tyler, thank you so much for giving me a call and talking Left for Dead and to every single one of you zombie surviving motherfuckers out there right now listening to this. Whether it was your first Forever Ember of the Game or your 233rd, thank you so much for giving us a chance. I appreciate it. Listen, if you didn't hate this, leave us a good review, would you? It balances out the ones we get from the bad people that are just like, he hates Ocarina of Tim. The opening is too long. Fuck him. Fuck Canada. Fuck life. Just leave us a good review. We'd really appreciate it. And if you want more of these, lots more of these, consider Consider supporting us on Patreon. Subscriptions start at two bucks a month and you get two extra shows every week, including the Blankies last week's episode, which has been critically acclaimed as Wikipedia would say, if I had a Wikipedia page. Uh, and for five bucks a month, you get three shows, almost four a week, four starting in March. So lots of shit over there. Uh, I'm on Twitch. You can swing by and see me whenever you want. I never beg for subs or anything. You're welcome to sub, but you can just come by and follow. It's free. See me. I play video games. I talk to you. It's good times. Twitch.tv slash member the game. I have some new Let's Plays up at YouTube.com slash remember the game, including a Mega Man 1 Let's Play and a Sonic 2 Let's Play. Another Sonic 2 Let's Play where I finally beat it. So those are up there if you want to see those. And I have a P.O. box. You can find the full address at rememberthegamepodcast.com. Don't send me anything big. Just postcards and letters. Let me know where you're listening. I'll send you one back. We'll be friends. And I think that's everything I should plug. Yeah, that'll do. That's good. Oh! 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 Okay. Okay. Just really quick. June 30th, 2023. uh, I'll be in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. One night only. 
doing a stand-up comedy performance. It would be great if you could come out and see me and show the club that I am not a useless piece of shit and I can get some fans out. I'll be hanging around to drink with everybody. It's the beginning of the Canada Day long weekend, so you can hang out, drink, get a hotel room. We'll, we'll shut that fucking shit down. I'll talk more about that when tickets are available, but I thought I'd put it out there right now, okay? That's it. I'm going to thank some patrons and get out of here. I'll be back tomorrow for all of our patrons with Expansion Pass 147, where we'll compare the Super Nintendo Library to the PlayStation Library. Game Patch will go live on Friday with all the biggest news in the world of video games, and I'll be back next week with a whole nother slab of podcasts including remember the game number 234 which will be about dick tracy for the nes should be a good time with my younger brother josh swinging by take it easy everybody talk to you on the next one cheers goodbye Remember the Game is brought to you by our Patreons. I could not puke up all the content I turn out every week without all of your support. The following people are at the Senior Executive Vice President level or higher at patreon.com slash rememberthegame. And as such, I'm contractually obligated to say their names as quickly as possible. So a huge thank you to... For the record, we're going in reverse alphabetical order of your email addresses this week. <clears throat> a huge thank you. I can't remember what I did last week. A huge thank you to Zach Shepard, Zane Donovan, Phil Vau, Arctic Vision, Tunable Power, Joe Buck, Mizuru, Kia Pup, Darth Skywalter, Wolfgang Darren, Works For Me, Skillaroni, J Vision 719, Denton Van Zandt, John Woodruff, Lord Longrod Von Huge and Dog II, Wolf Magic 21, Tyler Bauer, Frosty Feet 492, Hired Goons, who? Trevor McKee, Quiet Place Queen, Fuzzy 99, Tone Bone Swiss, Doogie, Timothy Sabrinsky, Thomas Smith, Theory. Mike Maloney, that one kid Josh, Scary Terry, Joe Stone, Joe Stone, Atreyu Wormwood. Ooh, that one was tough. Squints, Robbie DLC, C Spin, Solomon Soto, Sam Wright, Jimothy, Edridge FPV, Shoeboxers, TBXJ, Timmy the Exuberant Turtle, Steve Dalp, Blaine the Hoagie Man, Bucky the Beagle Herder, Sam Carpenters. I'm really struggling this week. Max Sandin. I'm gonna fucking rally. Here we go. Mercury 869, Squeak Nuts, Romaldo Marquez, Ruben Elizald, Raysen Wontonga, Why the Surgeon Who's Not a Surgeon Row, Hatrick Swayze, Knife Goes In, Guts Come Out, OT Plays Game, Slick Ricks, Titan 420, Randy Barrage, Sean Ramos, Alexis Ramos, Russell Aldridge. Oh, yep, that's right. I didn't fuck that one up. Ryan Perry, Denzalo, Frosty Bear, Stephen Parnell, James Senabria, B Money, Musty Beetle, B Mo Money or Money? Money. Musty Beetle, Nicola, Nick Creature, Cam Nelly 23, Brian Neese, Nathan Tremblay, Naef E, Esteban Navarro, DP Cooper, Mr. Papa Giorgio, Morgan, Zonko 504, Phil McCracken, Mark But Not McHugh, Tristan Anderson, Mojo the Helper Monkey, Bulma Simp, Beef Dingleberry, Matt Hamilton, Angry Ticks, Leroy Westrich, Mark Sneed, Bud Lightyear, Gabe, Aaron Lawson, Kaya. Munch Makuchi, Chris, Chris Lovin, Postman, Ryan Kitchen, Kevin Monroe, I'm a stupid moron with an ugly face and a big butt. My butt smells and I like to kiss my own butt. Alexander Camp, Sleeper Hit, No One Cares, Studs Still Smash, Jeff Bergeron, Raging Irish, Jordan, Chugger22, Oroku Saki's Gardener, Johnny CCDC, John Jameson, Laces Out Dan, Beaver Boy, Joey Mercury, Joel LeBlanc, John M. Watkins, Jake Carter, John of the Adult Children Podcast, Jerry the 3D Printed Sostrich, Sharonic, Welsh Destroyer, James Black, James Juan Francesco, Evolva, Isaias, Ian Kag, Phil Lencher, Holmes, Rolled in the Deep, Faded Suffer. Heman Demon, Lucas Vallad Valadez, Jameer Williams, Maverick Marty, G9PSX, Graham, Brant Hewitt, Fraser Burns, Shorzy, Nomad, The Stone Shooter, E-Man Trucker, Agent Booty Pants, Eric James, Daniel DeVore, Dr. Nightmare 23, Ryan Maurice, Current, Remember the Game, Hall of Famer Mark McHugh, Dem Boys on the Roof, Doug Dorn, Till Pickle Rick, Decoy Man, Digital Dave, Dakota Guy, Oh My God, It Froze, Dave McGee, Chris Williams, Daniel, David Marcus, Zach Coiner, Adam Fletcher, Colin Bollinger, Cody Richardson, James Clark, Drugs of Bad MK, Christian Gabriel, 
Makeshift Mallow Magic Money, Triple, Chris Dickin, Charlie Medeiros, Chris Fleury, DP Pooper, Hitchy Poo, Elijah Burns, High Plains Drifter, General Fury, Bobby Litton, Nerdy Hybrid, Captain N, Biddy, DNA Gaming, Dan Fuselman, Brandon Helmheckel, Hago Waffle, It's OG, Michael Barjudina, Brandon Dezeba, Zamatos, It's the Bigfoot, Brad, Benjamin Atkins, Andrew Wright, Dave Thompson, Andy Hudson, Andre, Itchy Nutsuru, Alex R, A-Town, Westgen, a dude named Adam, Adam Martinet, just a fish and Derek Cox. I rallied there fucking hard. Boom, shakalaka. He's on fire. Purple Monkey Dishwasher.